Hi, my name is Sarah Rachel Brown. I'm a 30-something-year-old woman, and I live in Philadelphia. I'm a contemporary jeweler. And like many others, I am an artist trying to make a living. On this podcast, I'm going to broach the subject of value. I'll be talking to studio artists and performers, educators and administrators, and anyone else attempting to combine their creative endeavors with how they get a paycheck. It's been two weeks since I returned from my trip to Germany for Munich Jewelry Week. And my initial thought was to publish this episode immediately and boast about my experience exhibiting, speak of all the incredible individuals I connected with, and of course, sing the praises of my fellow JV collective members who were the best travel companions and a complete joy to work and collaborate with. But instead, I paused. If I'm to be completely honest with you all, which is my intention with this podcast, I experienced quite a come down upon my return home. It could have been the jet lag, coupled with an extreme lack of sleep and too much German lager, or the fact that I spent way too much money and immediately upon returning home, panic set in about my finances. There's also the fact that I took a week off of work and I'm still learning my new position and feeling kind of insecure about my performance. So yeah, The past few weeks have been unproductive, but necessary. I spent a lot of time sleeping and evaluating my recent experience at Munich Jewelry Week. I'm going to say right now that I truly had a great time and have zero regrets about what I invested into being able to go. And for those wondering, it was around 900 for the flight and hotel, which we booked bundled through Orbitz. And probably a good thousand more on gallery rent, materials, reprinted postcards, and traveling expenses. My first time at Munich, it was all about seeing as much contemporary jewelry as possible and really getting an idea of what Munich Jewelry Week is all about. But this time around, it was about exhibiting internationally for the first time and trying to connect with a wider audience for this podcast. I focused my interviews while there on why my guests were at Munich Jewelry Week and how they were affording the trip. I want to give credit to my studio mates for encouraging me to set the podcast up right in the middle of our gallery. I envisioned finding a quiet corner to try to recreate the intimacy I usually have during my interviews. But in the gallery, in that setting, it created something unexpected which I'm still sitting with, but I must say, it was quite special to be there recording artists while others looked upon. It felt right, and I was far prouder of my work with the podcast than I was with my jewelry exhibited on the wall. I guess that just speaks to what I'm most passionate about currently. Unfortunately, I encountered some technical difficulties overseas. I'm not gonna bore you with all the specifics, but basically I use a free version of Pro Tools called Pro Tools First, and it requires a Wi-Fi connection to create recording sessions. 
And it also uses the cloud to store the, my in-process recordings. In other words, I have to have Wi-Fi no matter what. And this became an issue in our gallery space, which did not have Wi-Fi access and was in a basement. So even if I wanted to create a hotspot with my phone, which I did and had international chargers for doing so, the reception wasn't good and it just wasn't working. I ended up losing an hour long interview at one point with this artist, Kelly Riggs, and the interview, you guys, it was so good and had been arranged weeks in advance because I knew I wanted to talk to her. And we lost it because Pro Tools crashed right as we were wrapping up. And I am still mourning the loss of that recording and was definitely pretty bummed out the rest of the day. Kelly, on the other hand, is a total babe and just started laughing so hard when we realized all was lost. But don't worry, I am hell-bent on getting her back on the microphone, so you will be hearing from her eventually. I did not get as many recordings as I would have liked, but to be honest, I probably would have never gotten enough recordings. <laughs> but I did get a handful of shorter recordings and another full interview that will air as the next episode. The sound quality on some of the recordings is a bit rough due to the background noise, but the conversations are good and totally worth a listen. I didn't expect to get stage fright, but I will admit having an audience made me quite nervous the first night during our opening reception. My friend Josh DeMonte was there, and he's a professor at Towson University right outside Baltimore, Maryland, and he was kind enough to jump on the mic and help me get the ball rolling. I just needed to get that first recording out of the way, and then I felt like my old self again. After Josh, I had the pleasure of speaking with Carson Webster. She's a student from Denton, Texas, who traveled to Munich all by herself to attend MJW for the first time. And I thought that was really cool and asked her to speak with me immediately. And during what was probably the busiest time at our opening reception, also known as the loudest time, I had the opportunity to speak with Swedish artist Marta Mattsson, who is one of my current favorite contemporary jewelers. And you guys, I love it when you meet artists that you really admire, and then their personality is just as good as their work. Ugh, it's the best. So she's real lovely, and I had a fantastic time speaking with her. The final recording on this episode is with Jolyn Santiago, a current MFA candidate at SUNY New Paltz, and her recording took place during normal gallery hours, and you can definitely hear the difference in the sound quality. I would have liked to have spoken with more international artists, and to the gals from Israel and Ermes Luce from Estonia, I'm really disappointed my technology got in the way of us recording but perhaps another time. I've never been to Israel or Estonia, so you never know. So please, enjoy the following interviews, all recorded in the gallery while others looked upon. It was quite an experience, and I'm very grateful to all those who participated, and especially to the JV Collective for their steadfast support of perceived value and my vision. You guys are the best. So please welcome my first guest on today's episode, Josh DeMonte. Hi, 
Okay, so I'm here with my first guest in Munich, Germany, which is kind of exciting. Hi, Josh Damonte. <laughs> you can get a little closer to the microphone. Don't worry, it won't bite. Okay. Um, it's kind of cool to see you over here because the last time I saw you was in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is nothing like Munich, Germany. Not at all. <laughs> you couldn't get more different if you tried. I haven't found the mirror maze in Munich yet. So. <laughs> or the like... Yeah, no, not going to go there. Um, okay, so can you tell the listeners like where you're from and what do you do? Uh, I teach at Towson University uh, in the Interdisciplinary Object Design Program, uh, which focuses on design thinking, design strategy uh, within a studio environment. Uh, my background, though, is in metals and jewelry. I went to Tyler School of Art for both my degrees. Oh, another Tyler. I know so many people from Tyler. Yeah. They're, they, they pump out some good people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are you exhibiting this year, or are you just here for pleasure? I am not. Uh, well, I'm not exhibiting. I'm here to see the work, network, meet people, participate yeah. Hang in out. the community. Is this your first time at Munich? No, last year was my first time. Uh, Leslie Boyd convinced me to come. Aww. And uh, promptly, uh, I decided I was coming every year from then on so yeah isn't it's one of those things it's like once you come you're like well i can never not come again because this is amazing yeah it's good you'll have some serious fomo otherwise oh yeah one week of jewelry camp every year so yeah and it's in (laughs) munich germany which is like real cool like what's wrong with that yeah i love this city so the thing though is is that it's kind of like and i don't know if you feel like this but for me I haven't had a real vacation in years because my vacations all revolve around contemporary jewelry. Mm-hmm. You know, like my big trip this year is coming to Munich, Germany to exhibit uh-huh. and be here. Um, why did you come to Munich? Is that kind of like the same for you? Like your resources all kind of come into being able to be here? Uh, because I'm tenured at Towson, I do have a travel budget. So, oh. uh, the faculty are granted, depending on their status and what department they're in, they're granted a specific amount of money every year to travel. It's not guaranteed. You do have to present a rationale uh, yeah. for going. And actually this year, because I'm not exhibiting, I had to present and kind of argue my rationale a little bit more than I usually have to to get my travel money. Oh, so are you kind of like taking notes and that's something when you go back, maybe you'll do a presentation for your students or... Uh, def- I definitely bring back the information and the experience to my students. Uh, but also, this is with the hope that I can continue to network and build our community uh, and expand the resources for our program and our students. You know, I know some professors, like I know Myra Mimlish Gray at SUNY New Pults, like they, I, I don't know, I think it might be required that their students come to Munich. Like, they always fundraise, and they get their grad students over here. Is that something? Because Leslie Boyd, who's in the JV Collective, mm-hmm. um, she has been coming every year. I feel like the two of you, are. is that something in the back of your minds, like getting the students to come here? Uh, yes. In short, uh, the logistics of that are challenging. Yeah. Uh, and depending on the institution you're at, you have different levels of funding. You yeah. have different levels of... We're all burping because we're drinking beer. Yeah. So as, the, the <laughs> excuse beer us, whatever, it's a party. 
you know, you have different levels of logistical support uh, in whatever endeavor you are attempting, right? Yeah. Uh, so we're education tier, so we don't have as much backing uh, as yeah. any new Paltz might have. Uh, yeah. And that's not, I'm, you know, I'm not complaining, but uh, it's just the reality of things. Can, uh, uh, make that happen whether yeah. it's this or I know uh, when I was up at the University of Iowa uh, they were all packing up and leaving for snag that week like the whole metals and jewelry department was gone basically like the second I got there and I was like but I'm one of you guys yeah 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 <laughs> so and you know the thing about though is like I think there's a myth around or a misconception that Munich jewelry it is expensive to come here mm-hmm. I mean but actually, my round-trip flight direct and my hotel bundled was $850. Oh, yeah. And I think the difference between this and, say, something for in America, like Society of North American Goldsmiths Conference, is this is free. Mm-hmm. Once you get here, you know, your housing and everything, that's on you. You don't pay to go to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, which snag is like, you know, there's a enrollment like conference fee and typically it's based around a hotel and if you're not staying in the hotel you feel kind of disconnected Mm -hmm. and that's not bad i'm not putting any of that down but i'm saying like the extra money you spend for the international flight kind of evens out in a way i agree with that uh i've been feeling less and less inclined to participate in uh, I'll say the conferences, not, yeah. not exclusively snag, because uh, I don't feel like a lot of the content speaks to me. Yeah, uh, I'm interested in seeing contemporary work. I'm interested in uh, sitting down and having discussions about people. And you know what? Let's like rip into some work and yeah. <laughs> make someone cry. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this year I think there's there's a hundred exhibitions on yes. the Munich jewelry map, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then there's even more that probably aren't on there. It This, to me, Munich Jewelry Week is just about seeing the work. It's not necessarily about academia or, I don't know. Yeah. I, I agree. And for, as an academic pursuit for uh, the experiences I want my students to have, I want them to see work. I yeah. want them to see work. I want them to be in a space, like maybe not hold the work, but I want them to physically exist with the things that they are aspiring to one day make. I will say when I, my first time I came was in 2016 and it really shifted the way I think about contemporary jewelry, um, just seeing so much work and what people were doing really opened my eyes to a lot of possibilities. I mean, some things I thought I was like, oh, that's kind of bullshit, but other things I were groundbreaking for me in many ways, you know, and I think that's important to see work. Oh, I absolutely agree. Yeah. And even like that work that you're like, oh, it's kind of bullshit. I mean, it's, even it's if still, you you're like, like they're it. still at an exhibition at Schmuck. So maybe I can bring bullshit. Yeah. And, <laughs> and also, right. It, it shifts your perspective. It opens your field a little bit more. And so, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the next time you see it, it's not bullshit. Or maybe you understand it better. There, there's yeah. a lot to seeing such a, I mean, right. We have like in a, one giant exhibition if we want to call it that everything from like fine precious yeah. jewelry to performance yeah so i mean this is i mean the podcast is set up in the gallery as kind of a performance Heck piece yeah. like i'm on the <laughs> i'm this on the is, list of this work is badass, so, so i hope no one thinks this is bullshit but whatever <laughs> Well, Josh, thank you so much for sitting down and being my first guest during my Munich Jewelry Week. I'm honored to do so. Uh, You're the best. Well, you know, you live near me, so I'll see you soon. Oh, absolutely. All right. Thank you. 
nervous. <laughs> you're fine. They can't hear anything you're saying. I can that's barely good, hear you in yeah. here. Sorry, listeners. It's really loud because there's a lot of people in here, and that's what a really good opening is all about. Um, so I just met Carson like 15 minutes ago. And where are you? Where did you travel to Munich from? Um, I'm from Denton, Texas. I attend the University of North Texas there. And what year are you in? Um, I'm in my third year, finishing out. Cool. And I'm assuming BA medals. Yes. Jewelry. Yeah. BFA. Yeah. BFA. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when I approached you and asked, started talking to you, I, I was like, oh, is this your ta- first time at Munich? Which it is. Yes. And then I noticed you're by yourself. I. Yeah, I am. And you came all the way from Denton, Texas by yourself. I did, yeah. So what was your, because I feel like when you're in school, a lot of times your professors encourage you to come, or maybe it's like a group trip and you go together with like your class, but you're here by yourself. So how'd that happen? Yeah, well, um, I first heard about Munich Jewelry Week from uh, Bella Neiman while I was at Snag. She talked about how she went with art jewelry form. And then last semester, I studied at the University of Dundee in Scotland. And um, a lot of the students there in my year, they were talking about getting a group together to go. And so I got really determined, as I always do, to just go because I could. And um, so when I got back to Ditton, I basically, I told my professors, hi, I'm going. I need you to make exceptions for me so oh because uh, you're missing school I am yes oh okay but right? that's like a really good reason to miss school <laughs> it really is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so they're thankfully all very understanding yeah so okay so you're here for a week you're by yourself it's your first time here yeah but you told me you're staying with a friend in Munich I am yes which is nice so you have mm-hmm. some kind of grounding here and you know yeah. somebody um so what is your perception as somebody walking into it who's never been here? What do you think it is? Like, have you felt a little lost? Like, what do I do every day? Or Oh, definitely. Because I came in, the only other conference related to, like, jewelry or metalsmithing that I've ever been to is uh, Snag. So, and that's very structured and very event-oriented. So yeah. coming into this conference where it's, like, walk around and well, find it's not stuff. even a conference. Yeah, it's really not. So... Yeah. Um, it's very, it's very self-directed. Yeah. So I, I kind of actually like that because I'm just kind of stumbling across things that, uh, which is kind of how I've, I've always done like travels. So yeah. it's, I, I love it. It just makes it more special to be able to find it. Yeah. Well, that's kind of how I travel. I feel like there's certain people that plan out everything and buy tickets to tours and whatever. And then there's the other type of person that just shows up in a city and is like, I'm going to walk around and I'm going to find something cool. Yeah. Or I'm not going to look up a restaurant. I'm just going to hope I stumble upon a cool place and eat there. And it's going to be the best meal of my life or kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I really like Munich because, yeah, Current Obsession has really done a, a wonderful thing with creating the map, which I think is really beneficial because someone like you who's never been here before and may not know even who to look up on in social media or things like that, you know where to go for the openings and things like that. Thanks for coming to our opening, yeah. by the way. Um, but it is. It's like you can wake up and go look, go to three galleries and that's it, or you go to 20 like it's really all you want to do yeah yeah are you doing so art jewelry forum is doing a couple bella neiman is uh moderating one on writing on friday are you going to that i definitely am cool i'm an art jewelry forum ambassador for you the usa so i'm going to that because i love bella 
Um, and that was $10 a ticket, which is rare for Munich jewelry. Like, mm-hmm. I'm happy to support our jewelry forum. But um, traditional. I mean, basically, usually everything's free. Yeah. Which is kind of also the cool thing. Like, as long as you can budget yourself to get over here, you don't need much money. Yeah. It's it's very, been very nice just to be able to, like, walk in and be able to experience things without having to, like, pay a fee or anything. So, for a student... How did you come over here? Like, did, is this something where you funded all yourself, or did you get a grant from your school? Um, I'm actually I'm completely self-funded. Um, as you mentioned before, I'm staying with a friend while I'm here. Yeah. And so they very graciously offered to let me stay there without awesome. charge. Um, but I do. I go to school full time while I also work full time. So a woman this was, after my own heart. <laughs> yeah. And so I basically I paid for it. I like I waited. I tracked my um, plane tickets for up to two months just waiting for them to drop to a price where like I could really afford it. And so as soon as they dropped to a price, so I was like, yeah, that sounds good. I immediately, well, what did you get your tickets for? I'm always curious. Oh, uh, I had uh, my <laughs> Uh, my round trip flight was $900, which that's what I paid two years ago. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's, it was the most, the least expensive European plane flight I've ever paid for. Well, you know, you got to talk to my studio mate, Leslie, because she's a wizard and somehow we got round trip tickets plus our hotels for like 850 bucks. I have no idea how she did that. That's crazy. Yeah. She's good at that. Um, but yeah, it is kind of like, I think we went through like orbits or, you know, things like that. Yeah. But when you bundle a hotel, mm-hmm. it actually is cheaper than just getting a flight. In the case that maybe you don't have somewhere to stay for free in the future. Just yeah. Like, just a little heads up. That's good to know. Yeah. yeah. So um, you're at our opening tonight. Is there something else that you're like seriously looking forward to? Um, I can't give you names, but I do have names of artists that I've been like tracking down. So yeah. like... Um, Oh, let's see. Uh, Lin Chung, her stuff is absolutely amazing. I've mm-hmm. done a project based on her. Uh, and obviously the talk from Bella Neiman, I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, so just stuff like that, just like finding um, uh, different artists and like what they're participating in is just like something that I'm it always makes like stumbling across something even better when you you go in and suddenly you recognize the work or you recognize um, one of the artist titles yeah I think the coolest thing about Munich too is like because there's like a hundred exhibitions people make exhibitions anywhere yeah like one the first I've only been one other time and I remember Marta Mattson I think Lauren Tickle did a show together in a cafe Oh, wow. And they just had the tables pushed to the side, and it was a one-night show, and people were, the work wasn't even out. It was on bodies of people walking around. So people get very creative at Munich, which is really exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you make do, because there's not enough galleries to go around, and, you know, people are... It's, it gets a little cutthroat for spaces. I can imagine, yeah. Man, this place is getting crazy. It really is, yeah. Well, thank you, Carson, for stepping on the mic and sharing your experience with me. I'm so excited. This is your first Munich Jewelry Week. You're going to have the best time. Thank you. You're going to be exhausted. How many pretzels have you ate already? Um, probably three. Yeah. I'm up to like five, four yeah. croissants. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you walk it off between galleries. Uh, yes, absolutely. Well, I'm so happy we connected. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem.
like me and someone drinking wine in my living room while we talk. Yeah. That's really all I do. I'm like, yeah, so how you doing today? Yeah, I like the one where, what's it with Mallory when you were cold? In yeah. Here. yeah. I was just like, hey, I feel that, you know, all the blankets and stuff. Well, my heater is so loud in my apartment that yeah. I had to turn the heat off because the microphone would pick it up. <laughs> and then we were drinking champagne because I was like, I have a bottle of champagne randomly. Yeah, why not? You I know? was like, yeah, let's do this. Why not? Let's get in it. Um, so I'm here with Marta Matson. Say your name for me. Yeah, in Swedish it's Marta Matson, <laughs> but like it's it's such a like super super Swedish name. So Marta Matson, that's that's, that's perfect. That's as well. how the that Americans works. Say. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, where in Sweden do you live? I live in Gothenburg, but I live a little bit in Stockholm too. So I basically have one foot in each city, I would say. Oh well, how far away are they from each other? Like three hours with speed train, so it's not bad. Um, But that's not... Okay, so why do you have one foot in each city? Well, basically, I grew up in Stockholm and I have my family and old friends there. But then, like, I studied in Gothenburg, so I have a lot of friends there. And I ended up having a partner in Gothenburg. So I live there most of the time and I moved my studio there. So I would say I mainly live in Gothenburg now. But I go to Stockholm a lot. So a couple years ago, I inherited some money. And the first thing I wanted to do was study abroad. Yeah. (laughs) And I... Gothenburg, that's how you say that? Yes. I I don't think I was saying that one right after. Göteborg. <laughs> yep. Didn't, definitely don't say it like that. Um, but it, like I looked online and kind of dreamed about doing it. And yeah. financially, I was like, that's not going to work out for you. But um, cool. It's a great place to study, actually. It's really nice. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's pretty. Yeah. When I looked into it, I was like, this would be the place I would go if I did it. But you got to study, you studied in America. Yeah, I did. I am lucky enough, like in Sweden, you can actually go on exchange semesters for free. So I just kind of took advantage of the system. So I uh, I have like my base in, in Sweden, like my education and stuff. But I studied one term, believe it or not, in Hawaii, one in Tokyo. Oh, the University yeah. of Hawaii? Yeah, yeah. On Hawaii Oahu? Pacific, yeah. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> You've been there? Yeah. Really? What I did dated you? this guy who's brother lived on Oahu and his wife went to the University of Hawaii. Amazing. Randomly. (laughs) Nice. Wow, way to live in paradise. Yeah, that was, uh, I won't complain, that was amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And then I, yeah, I did one term in Hikomisuno College of Jewelry in Tokyo. Then I did one in Rhode Island School of Design. Um, and I ended up doing my master's degree at Royal College in London as well. But this is all because like, if you study in Sweden, it's actually free, the education. And you can go on exchange semesters for free. So that's, uh, But is it something where the paperwork is really crazy, so you just have to be really diligent? Or do they actually make it pretty simple I would for say you? It's, it wasn't that difficult. It was also like they didn't have exchange semesters for these uh, kind of exchanges with Rhode Island or Tokyo but I contacted the schools and because our field is so small yeah. actually both of the schools were quite open to open up you know an exchange kind of system between the schools so they were kind of created after that so I've been really really lucky I would say with these things but it actually before it was free for foreign students to study in Sweden too so I really? wish I wish that was still the case <laughs> that, that you should come what no. I learned <laughs> no they, they changed it a couple of years back but oh. I remember when I was at RISD I kept telling everyone just like apply to Sweden is free come 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 because it's wow. like I don't know I mean it was bound to be changed around but it was uh, yeah it was a great system anyway so you're we're at Munich Jewelry Week obviously hello um, <laughs> how many times have you been to Munich I was trying to think and it's my ninth or tenth time I think so it's uh, it's been a few few times I used to come every year because I'm quite close by yeah but now I tend to go every other year 
Yeah, I, you know, I'm going to fangirl for just a moment because I love your work. Thank and you. When you're, you know, I come from like a craft background, but I was getting more into contemporary jewelry and someone showed me your work and I instantly was like, what is this? <laughs> and then my first time at Munich was two years ago and you were showing and that was just like, for me, that was like in my top five. I was like, I'm going oh, to this thank show. You. <laughs> going to see this work. Um, so it's really great to get to actually meet you. It's really nice to meet you too. And you've come, and I think that is something where... A lot of people have said, like, oh, you know, the Americans, there's, they're coming more and more. It's a big financial investment yeah. for us. But for Europeans, it's not as much. No. I mean, I, we're lucky in that sense. And I'm sorry that it's so expensive yeah. to come from far. So we're privileged that you guys are coming. I mean, I think it's amazing that you're investing the time and the money. And I know also you don't get a lot of holidays, you know, or like yeah. vacation days. So this or is, government it's, funding. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So it's, I'm really happy and we're all lucky that you guys are here and that you yeah. make the effort. Well, thank you. So then when you've come so many times, um, you mentioned like education. Is it, it's a, all it, education is free in Sweden? Yes. Yes? Yes. All of it? All of it. No, no, no. questions asked? Like no. you don't have to pass some weird test or anything? No, I mean, you, you apply to the art school. So it's just like, it's a matter of getting in. But like yeah. if you get accepted, I mean, actually I applied three times to HDK before I got in so I mean it can take okay. time but if you're stubborn you know <laughs> then <laughs> which you, I you, am yeah so. <laughs> exactly most of us are you know yeah. are in this field so I mean, you'll get there in the end but I mean there's private schools so you have to pay for but like the general ones yeah you don't pay wow and Swedish people complain and I uh, after traveling a lot and meeting a lot of people studying abroad I will never ever complain again yeah because <laughs> you under I mean I think it's all your perspective right yeah. or your perspective Received yeah. value. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, just not understanding that we were talking about that with JV Collective here, like trying to find a gallery space and paying for it. And some of the spaces here are really expensive. And yeah. we would mention like, oh, well, they're probably going to have like, I'm like, who can afford $7,000 to do a one week show? And they're like people that have the government funding to do that. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's a thing. Didn't think about that. So then most of the time that come here well you're out of academia now mm -hmm. so then this time at munich do you pay your own way here i i applied for this thing called jaspis which is like an art fund in in sweden in general for artists that you can apply for either getting like a working grant or a travel grant and i was lucky enough this year to get a travel grant so oh. i basically wrote a statement about why i wanted to do the exhibition and like listed like all the costs around it and estimated like how much it would be for the space for you know the display material the tickets and things and I mean sometimes uh, you don't get it but like if you're lucky you get it and this time I was very lucky so it helps a lot because otherwise it's an economical stress of course you know yeah and yeah I mean you know on Instagram we're like oh sirens Javen collective I mean there's six of us so we're yeah. splitting the classics ways but it was still you know I had to shell out 150 euro the first day I got over the gallery yeah. and you're like oh yeah I mean But it's, for me, the experience is worth it. Yeah. The value of this experience is worth the cost, but um, I'm feeling it. Yeah, it's always like, I think this is the feeling of not knowing also if you will sell. Like, I mean, I'm doing a solo show and a duo show this year, and it's, uh, I just paid, what is it? Yeah, 280 for Lightning for my exhibition. And like, for me, that's like, I'm dying saying that amount because it feels so expensive, but lightning does such a difference. So what would I'm that just be in euro. What is? What did you say? Lightning? Yeah, or just like the lights. So basically, oh, how to lighting. Li li yes, yeah, to okay, lighting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just like kind of 
these costs and like the materials so like I'm like today I've been panicking you know adding these things up but then like I'm thinking you know I was funded so it's gonna be fine but it's yeah. it's still like you know you're just hoping that somebody will buy <laughs> some stuff so it's just like you don't buy lose necklace, money on y'all. it exactly <laughs> buy a necklace uh, or three brooches <laughs> yeah, buy a couple brooches wink, everything wink. Uh, well that's why we did the sirens pin set like we did these enamel yeah. pins here and um, you know we're selling two pens for 20 euro whatever we put a lot of time in that and a big investment into it too I think we invested a th- almost a thousand dollars yeah they, I mean they look really great so it's just like you can tell it's like I mean, you have to invest a lot of money too so is it is it giving you a return or you just open but well yeah we just opened we have a lot of people that have reached out on social media in the US that's like oh my gosh we want those for sure we've sold a good amount tonight Um, you know ideally I think for us to just get back what we paid for our gallery which was around 600 euro yeah um, and maybe just give us uh, cash for when beer and pretzels yeah. while we're here. <laughs> exactly. We'd be happy. Um, but yeah, we'd be a sack about it. So what are you most excited about Munich Jewelry? Are there any shows or any things that you're like, this is what I want to see? Yeah, this is uh, this is the problem. Like The only thing about having you know, a solo and a duo show is that I literally won't see anything except from what I see tonight. Yeah. And then I, I kind of, I had a list in my mind that was about 10 exhibitions that I was going to run through tonight, but yeah. like I'm still at my first one now oh with gosh. you. But I'm enjoying myself. I just decided also not to be stressed, but like yeah. I do have quite a few things that I would love to see. Um, mm-hmm. I, my, my plan is to go after this, after talking to you, to Magnet, Magenta, the one with Diro Kamata oh, and yes, Pasama. Oh, Super Center Court. Yeah, that looks really like. Oh my gosh, cool, that looks really cool. Yeah. You know, the thing I think about with you is I feel like you travel so much. Do you, is it mostly around like teaching? So you're paid to teach? Because you yeah. went to South America a lot. Yeah, like. actually, like the first time I went to South America, maybe like uh, Mexico as well, was three years ago. So this is something quite new. But I think it's like within our little bubble where we're working, it's like it, the nice thing is that if you start doing this kind of travel things, people will kind of keep inviting you. Or I'm quite. Yeah forward like not pushy but I always ask you know if I meet somebody I'm just like well I'm open for coming if you will be interested and actually I've been invited to Mexico twice after doing that so <laughs> it's somehow yeah. I, I feel like I have nothing to lose so I might as well put it out there you know that I would like to go so I'm just kind of just saying that and like luckily people are so nice in general yeah. so I've been invited to yeah to Asia I went a lot and then I've been to South America quite a lot recently so I mean I talk about that on the podcast people are like well how do you get to do these things I'm like I remember people's names or I asked I mean I yeah. walked right up to you yeah, <laughs> within yeah like but it's nice yeah. five minutes of knowing him like hey do you want to come talk to me on the podcast yeah but it's that's I think that's the, actually what I really love about this Munich Jewelry Week too is that you meet people from everywhere I mean already I'm sitting in the first exhibition I went to and maybe this will be end up being like one or two that I see this year but it's still yeah. like I'm at uh, a gallerist that I needed to meet uh, so that was really nice I yeah. met some really grateful people I met you I'm sitting here talking to you now so yeah. it's just like I think this week is uh, not just you know obviously about showing and selling it's just about the connections and stuff too so and yeah. just having fun and meeting people and in general people are so open I think yeah. for different inviting you for different things so I don't know like I don't come here with a plan of you know selling or like making new connections but like they just tend to happen somehow or you meet people who will kind of inspire you in different ways yeah I talk about that because I feel like some people in America think Munich Jewelry Week it sounds so exclusive and whatever Mm. and it's like actually it's like 
You actually you went to you went to Snag in New Orleans. I did, yeah. Which is also something that I go to and I love. Um, but I coming to this, I felt really nervous the first yeah. time. Like, oh, are people gonna be like stuck up? But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. like stiff. I guess. It's yeah, like your perception scared, of yeah. it can be kind of scary and. People are so friendly and inviting here. Yeah. It's I, kind I always of I always think about that like as well when you know you when I have workshops or when I have students I mean they're the future colleagues as well. I think it's just like sometimes people feel like you know they're putting certain people on a pedestal but they were just there a couple of years ago. So it's it's good to remember and everyone in general it's just like open and nice and friendly. Oh my gosh, yeah. Helen Britton walked in and I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, it's <laughs> Helen Britton." But she's just a person, and she yeah. gave me a hug. She's like, "Hi, nice <laughs> to meet you." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." It's just like, and I think that's that's the that's what you realize when you come here too. That it's just like community that's very interested, warm, nice. And I mean, you might have random things happen to you that you might not enjoy as much, but like in general, it's it's great. Yeah, I think it's really nice. Community people. Yes, it's always <laughs> it seems to always be a theme on the podcast. It like yeah. always comes back to that, but it's true. No, but it is, and it's always like I think it's when you get invited to things too, or when you travel, it's just uh, I don't know. It's really rewarding. I usually like if I give a workshop in a country, I try to like have like one week of holiday or at least go and see something else as well. So it's just yeah. it's a way of like experiencing the world. I think so. I love watching uh, your Instagram because you always <laughs> buy the most interesting trinkets. <laughs> And you'll see tomorrow in the exhibition the trinkets are gone on, you know, oh. the pieces. So I, I am such a hoarder when it comes to materials. <laughs> oh my gosh, I bet your house is amazing. Just come. You're welcome to come and see it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've never been to Sweden, so I'm probably gonna take you up on that at some point. Do it, do it, do it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for sitting down and talking to me. No, it's thank so you. nice to finally connect with you. Yeah, it's been lovely and it's really nice to meet you finally. Yeah, you know, internet friends. It's, it's the way the world is now. It's so <laughs> it funny. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's so funny to see people like I saw Myra and Chandra came mm-hmm. um, in Lynn Batchelter and I haven't seen them since two years ago <laughs> in Munich, mm-hmm. even though we live in the same country. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like a really cool part about Munich. It is. Or like you, it's like Tennessee and now Munich and like who knows the next time I'll see you, probably mm-hmm. like in some other state or whatever mm-hmm. random. Um, so Jolyn. Hello. (laughs) It's nice to see you. Nice seeing you too. Um, If anybody has listened to the podcast that's listening right now, they would know that I did a series of interviews from when I was at Pentaculum. Talked about it a lot. If you're sick of hearing about it, I'm sorry. We're almost done. But Jolyn was a participant in the metal studio this past year, and she walked into the gallery, and I was like, oh, of course. I, last time I saw you was in Tennessee, mm-hmm. and now it's Munich. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for talking with me today. You're welcome. So, Jolyn, tell the listeners um, who you are and where, you, where you're traveling from, and what do you do? Well, Jolyn Santiago. I am actually from Ohio originally, mm-hmm. and I received my BFA from Kent State University. And... I um, am now at SUNY New Paltz. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm a graduate student, and I am exploring a lot right now. 
with enamel and actually more object-based things. Yeah. And dabbling in some wearables, um, but it's been a lot of exploring for me. I've used the first year for that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Well, that's what grad school's for, right? Mm-hmm. Get weird, make things. Yes. You don't know what you're going to do with them. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll be an object. Maybe they won't. Mm-hmm. Um, what year in grad school are you in? First year. So when I, your professor, Myra Mimlish Gray, mm-hmm. hey Myra, she stopped by yesterday mm-hmm. in Lynn Batchelter. Yes. And Michael, say his last name for me. Geik. Geik, yes. Mm-hmm. They stopped by. Um, I've been told that SUNY, SUNY always has a strong representation at Munich Jewelry Week. Mm-hmm. Um, are you required to come or is it something that is just heavily encouraged? No, it's heavily encouraged and it was heavily encouraged this year mostly because uh, Lynn and Myra and Michael were all able to go. And yeah. so, you know, it was it was nice to have a large group of us if everyone could swing it. And it's all of us except for two. Um, one is a second year grad and is using the time to work on his show. And yeah. he was here last year. Oh, OK. And the other is a first year and financially she couldn't swing it this year. So so for those of you who are here, mm-hmm. um, did SUNY, did you do any like fundraising or is there anything like as a group that you did? We did actually have a jewelry sale. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. We did a jewelry sale for helping us raise some money. Um, but obviously that did not pay for everything. Yeah. So uh, a lot of it. I think for most of us is taken out of loan money, student loan money. Oh, student loans. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. Because when I've talked to people, you can take out extra. And this is, I think this is a... Or you're, yeah, you're using part of that to to pay for... Yeah. And I think that's... The reality sometimes. And maybe you go this year and you don't go next year. Um, But I've never been. And I think it's an incredible networking opportunity. And it's great to meet artists that you've admired their work and have never actually been able to meet them in person so yeah I mean I was totally I mean it's funny it's like growing up I idolize like rock stars musicians and like get nervous if I met them and Mm -hmm. last night I was like in this room full of all these contemporary jewelers geeking out uncontrollably it was like Marta Madsen I love you oh my god it's so nice to meet you you Mm -hmm. know or like Helen Britton I was like yes keep it cool You know, just like they're just normal people. (laughs) But it is a really, I think about that a lot. Like, what is the value of this experience to people? Like, Mm -hmm. why do we all come here and gather? And um, that's a really great perspective, especially Mm -hmm. from a grad student. Mm -hmm. Um, And the work, you know. The work, yeah. Being exposed and seeing things in person because photographs don't often do the work justice. I mean, yeah. seeing things in person is a much different experience. Well, and the display and the environment mm-hmm. is much different. Yeah, the scale of work and pictures, mm-hmm. that's always that always kind of blows my mind that yes. something that I think is really big is really small or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and the creativity because there's a hundred exhibitions, probably more that aren't even on the official Munich jewelry map. Mm-hmm. Um, and people like the space we're in right now is a painting studio. Mm-hmm. You can tell from the floor, but mm-hmm. we made this happen with a few things we carried in our suitcases and a roll of paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really great to see and kind of opened my eyes when I was here that you don't mm-hmm. have to have this perfect atmosphere or exhibition space to make something really magical happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and this place is charming. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the times you don't need a fancy display because the place itself is charming and because the work is great. Yeah. So and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
So um, have you ever exhibited? Uh, I New have York? not. You have not. Have and you exhibited internationally? Um, I have not exhibited internationally. No, not yet. No. This is my first time. So <laughs> I look forward to doing it. Um, and I worked closely with someone uh, who had her first exhibition here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's definitely an experience. I'm sometimes working with strangers because you're not always working with people you know so it's an experience and like you said packing the display and figuring out what to bring and um it's definitely an experience to have and I do look forward to it's harder for Americans in some ways because you know Europe people can drive here or shorter distances Mm -hmm. they can afford to bring things but we like we really have to be savvy in how we make it happen Mm -hmm. I'm really hoping to get to are you refreshed referencing Lydia is that mm-hmm. who you're talking about yes she stopped by I got to see mm-hmm. her um and I saw pictures of their installation is like cardboard boxes mm-hmm. I really hope I get out there to see it yeah um because yeah, you should. I thought that was really clever they mm-hmm. probably ordered them here or mm-hmm. I mean I don't think they would bring all those cardboard no, boxes from America they got them here they got them here yeah and there's um paper that was used that was bought here from a hardware store so that's the other thing I mean you have to come sometimes too and go shopping in a foreign country (sighs) we did that on Monday it was so frustrating Mm -hmm. we just wanted a mirror Mm -hmm. and like white sheets which we ended up using paper and I'm much happier with but Mm -hmm. how hard can it be to find a white sheet very hard we just never found one. We gave up. Yeah. Yeah. We spent our, I, that's advice I would give to somebody. If you've never been here before or exhibited here before, give yourself more than one day to install because mm-hmm. it's going to take you three hours to find a hardware store and get the things that mm-hmm. you need. Especially if you don't know the language. I mean, a lot of yeah. people here seem very helpful, but there are some people that you run into that don't speak English and you might have yeah. a difficult time. Or they don't want to help you. Or they don't like, want to help you. don't you. speak my language. <laughs> yes. And that's fair. I get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so, um, for anybody who's like thinking about coming to Munich Jewelry mm-hmm. Week, can you give them an idea of what your budget was? Like, I personally, I paid eight hundred, uh, around nine hundred dollars, a little under, for we got this amazing deal on orbits, y'all. Mm-hmm. Look it up. But we got round trip flight mm-hmm. and our hotel bundled, and mm-hmm. that was kind of cheaper. I've talked to oh, people wow. that did that. Did yeah. you guys? We um, we didn't do that. We actually, uh, our flight was cheaper, but it didn't include the baggage, which we didn't realize. Oh, until. they get you on that. And the baggage is $95 to yeah. check one bag. Check mm-hmm. my podcast bag. It was 100 bucks. That's how much I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as far as where we were staying, we looked on Airbnb. Yeah. And um, split between four people, it was very reasonable. Okay, yeah. Um, and so I believe it was three eighty for the hotel, the entire your Airbnb? the Airbnb. Oh, your friends are going. Okay. Oh, five, five nights. nights. Three eighty oh. for five nights. Oh, three eighty so for five I, nights mm-hmm. all together or each person. Each person. Each person. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not bad. No, it's not. And yeah. we had heard that a lot of the hotels are pretty expensive, and I actually think that Myra is spending a little more. Well, she's a professor. <laughs> she got, she's she got money. <laughs> Probably has a budget for this in her, like, university or, you know. But our place is nice, and, yeah, um, yeah 
It's a, it's, I think it's a great way to experience it. Maybe I'll only be here once and then come back several years later. So I think yeah. you should make the most of the experience while you're here. And that was an affordable way for us too. Yeah. And I talk to people with that too. You kind of have to pick and choose. Like everybody's like, oh, I'll see you at Snag. I'm like, no, you're not actually yeah, going to see me at Snag. I'm not going to Snag. It's and too expensive to do both in the same year. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you do this this one year. Maybe I go to Snag next year. Mm-hmm. I heard a rumor it's going to be near me in a couple of years. So maybe oh, I'll just well, maybe hold you'll out. wait. <laughs> yeah, I'll just wait and go to Snag when I don't have to pay for travel on top yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for speaking with You're me. Welcome. It's so cool to reconnect with the jewelry community, especially the contemporary jewelry community, is so Very small. small. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny how we cross paths in the most random places. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, me too. Well, have fun. I mean, Thank enjoy. You. Yeah, mm-hmm. thanks. Perceived Value is a podcast recorded and produced by me, Sarah Rachel Brown. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram as at Perceived Value. Stream us directly from our website at perceivedvaluedpodcast.com or listen on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Just don't forget to rate and review us. Thanks for listening.